The following podcast is work safe. to the We Talk Games Breakout Bonus, a very special bobble today, the premiere of the John E. Capcom Encounter. On the line, John E. Capcom. That's me. There you are. Well, how does this encounter work? What's what's so encounterific about it? Well, I'm still in the same place, and I'm still the same man, but I think at the end of the episode, I can... I guess I can say encounter, or uh, I can tell you about an encounter I had once with a with another human. Well, why don't you tell us about the encounters with the games that you've been playing lately? Okay, well, basically, I encountered a bargain not too long ago uh, when I walked into uh, my local video place, and uh, I picked up Dead Space Extraction for the uh, Wii for five euros. Now, when you say video place, what what does that mean exactly? Oh, this is Extra Vision. This was the this is the Irish wing of uh, of Blockbuster Video. Oh, so they have like Betamax and uh, things like uh, that. Betamax, eight millimeter, laser, laser disc, eight millimeter. Um, I think they have some sixteen mil projectors in the back. They don't really want you buying those because they're so rare, you know. Sure. And they do have some nitrate film. Now, you did know. you know that uh, there was one Blockbuster? It was in Allentown. Yeah, I had to drive quite a distance down to. Um, Cedar Crest Boulevard, but this was like an experimental uh, blockbuster back, you know, this is many, many moons ago, and they actually had Neo Geo games that you could rent. Oh, really? Yeah. They were very experimental, like I said. I think they had like Sega CD and some things that other blockbusters weren't renting out at the time, but they they had them only for a limited time, and I think I bought uh, a few of them when they sold them off for like 50 bucks. So. Yeah, it's a, it's the same here. Just ones you'll you'll go into a shopping center, and usually these stores are very uniformed, you know. Mm-hmm. But you'll go into ones like up in Dublin or whatever, and they'll have these weird annex extra visions. You'll go in, and they'll be selling Game Boy Advances and stuff, you know. Sure, it's just like whatever they found in the back of some place two years ago. Now this but, Dead Space Extraction for the Wii, I think this is one I played. This is it's on rail shooter, right? Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, I like um, that. It works very well, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Tells its story very well because you start out and uh, you're this miner working on the. And I want to point out, I haven't actually played the other Dead Space, so oh, this okay. is my first uh, Dead Space uh, interaction, you know? Mm-hmm. So you start out, you're a miner and you're kind of moving this giant marker thing, and Heretical, then everybody right? starts to go nuts. Okay. He kind of he interacts with his girlfriend, and then like it's told through these characters, a first person perspective as you go around tearing the limbs off as anything that moves. There's a nice narrative that unfolds, you know, about like uh, religious zealots who want to protect this woman for reasons that they never quite explain. Uh, there's like a new love story kind of blossoms out of things, and nobody's safe as well. You play with a lot of characters, and quite a few of them bite it while you're playing as. Sure. Yeah. It's very atmospheric. When the game, the visuals try to mess with your head, the Wiimote will start spitting stuff out at you as well. And it can be quite creepy. You've got the tools to take care of these things, whatever they are. 
you'll have fun playing it and uh, a couple of times i kind of went oh <laughs> it, it certainly did uh spook me out a little bit but uh, a lot of fun and I'd, I'd imagine if i was a big dead space fan it'd probably be a uh, an even bigger treat but i can't say i got acquainted with the other games but maybe i'll maybe i'll pick them up now that i've uh played through the the prequels so to speak this is the way that the Wii can do those very graphic, intensive, free-roaming games that are on our other systems. If you put it on rails, only show limited amounts of polygons at the time, whatever the director wants you to see, and you still can get some gameplay out of it. Oh yeah, it looks it looks really good as well. Though, in for system of time. Mm-hmm. If and, you've uh, enjoyed House of the Dead, here you go with more of a story. Same way that they did it with Resident Evils. Yeah, that's the thing. I really felt like I was part of the game. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the choices you have to make. You have to go left or right or up or down or wherever. You know, there's some really neat effects in there as well, like where uh, your guy is has to go into zero gravity situations, mm-hmm. and it's the sound of nothing. And then the floating sensation. And because it's first person, it really feels like this is outer space kind of stuff, you know? Right on, man. Uh, and a similar game, and you just mentioned it there that I was playing recently as well. Uh, I haven't finished it, but I'm pretty sure I'll beat it tonight. Is uh, House of the Dead Overkill? Overkill, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, right? it's, it's fun. It's so trashy, but it's so brilliant. I mean, I'm a big fan, uh, and I'm not going to explain this, but Vipco is one of my favorite video distribution houses, as is Palace. And uh, if anyone can go and uh, search out the titles that those guys used to release, you'll know what I'm talking about. This kind of, the buzzword at the moment is kind of grindhouse movies. And mm-hmm. Obviously, this uh, film, or this film, See, this, I'm getting confused now. Uh, the game, it obviously owes a lot to Planet Terror. Yeah, it rips hard on cinema that uh, came out around the same time. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of nods to um, to the original House of the Dead games. I mean, Agent G is in there, and it's obviously one of the originals. A lot of gore. The voice acting is funny. I mean, like there's a lot of swearing in it, mm-hmm. but it is literally overkill. It's just like... We're going to do this as much as we can because we can. Yeah. I'm working up to the end of it now. It's building up to quite a sick ending as far as I know, you know. And the bosses are kind of these kind of weird sideshow kind of freaks, you know. The enemies come thick and fast and they're very gory and very bloody and all that. And, but uh, you'll be able to beat it if you really want it. And if you're into... Um, you know horror movies and stuff like that then you'll especially the trashier end of horror movies you'll definitely uh you definitely get a lot out of it and that's two players as well it is indeed yeah <laughs> so what else you got uh, i also played a game called lit i just uh, downloaded the demo basically i'm sure the we were it intrigued me because i looked at the developer and it was way forward and obviously they had done all the contra games and stuff like that and they said it was a puzzle game but it was also a survival horror game, so I didn't quite understand how that worked. I think I so, reviewed this in like three minutes, and this, I th- this was a long time ago. You yeah. have like a flashlight, right? Yeah. It's, the thing is, do you remember a game on the PlayStation called Roscoe McQueen? Uh, is it uh, a firefighter game? Bear. Oh, uh, no. But I do remember Firefight for the Super Nintendo, which was great. But the other one I don't recall. Uh, I mean, it's oh, vague. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but a horror game when you're a kid, basically. It's an overhead, kind of almost isometric kind of viewpoint, but obviously it's full 3D. 
and uh, yeah, there's all these shadows around, and you have to go around turning on the lights and to get through the room. And it's, it's basically you just got to solve puzzles and make yourself a, a path through the darkness. And now I'll be honest with you, sometimes you it, it's a little bit inaccurate when it comes to uh, registering whether you're stepping on the dark or not. Mm-hmm. Because I've been standing right in the middle of a basically right in the middle of a big lit area of the game, and it'll uh, assume that I'm standing in some shadow and swallow me down. But it's definitely interesting. The music is very cool, and the graphics are kind of sparse, but it works for what it needs to be. Like, you know? I see. Speaking of shooting, the only real game that I think I got to play since the last episode, uh, I, I frequent this bar, you know, that uh, has a lot of great arcade games. And I played a game that you shoot in. It's a it's a light gun game, and it's two-player simultaneous, if you so choose. And it combines Mad Max, Cavemen, the Taliban, Fat Albert, and it all takes place on a runaway minecart. It is a game by Sega, and it's called Rail Chase. Oh, and yeah, it's it's amazing. The graphics are a lot remind me a lot of Power Drift, uh, that type of style pixel animation coming to you in the first person with the with the crazy ups and downs. And you are on a rail car, so it is literally a shooter on rails, except that you can actually choose which path of the rail you want to go on. You can shoot these little um, forks in the in the rail, and you can shoot which direction you want to take. You fight these fellas that are all turban-wearing gentlemen. There's actually this little strip going across the top of the screen, which shows the villains chasing you in their own minecart. So I guess it sort of has like an Indiana Jones type of feel to it as well. And they're trying to catch up with you. So you see how much more track is still ahead of you to get to the finish line of each level. And okay. uh, any time that you shoot a giant explosive uh, can of TNT or something that blows up a whole bunch of enemies, you hear this, Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why uh, there's Fat Albert in the mine car uh, when you blow up a whole bunch of people and kill them. It's kind of cool because you think, okay, I'm going on a mine cart. After the first few ups and downs, it's pretty much uh, old hat but there's actually parts where you burst out of the mine and now you're going down a river and, and sort of like you're you're kicking out waves you know like in a wake around this mine cart <laughs> that's speeding like a speedboat down a river and things like this so it's, it's all kind of cool uh, really neat game rail chase if you have an arcade around you that still has um, old Sega arcade games uh, play it well sadly the arcades around me don't but uh, uh, they do have hopping road though so uh, someday i'll get down and play that there you go not the same uh, but uh, now if they if they added a gun a light gun to hopping road that would be really interesting well i can bring in my own zapper and pretend i'm shooting rabbits or whatever you <laughs> I, know. Guess, I guess so <laughs> The next game I got to play was uh, Game Dev Story on the iPod. Oh yeah, a lot uh, of a lot of play on this title. Uh, recommended by uh, Ricardo on the We Talk Games social media Cambrian Explosion page. Sure. And uh, which I mean, like I just looked at I, I read his description of it. I was just like, okay, well I'm going to give this one a shot. Like you know, and, uh, I'm not great at sim games. That's not usually my thing. But this one is 
if you're not great at singing games, you'll probably enjoy it because it's not that hard. You just got to manage your finances or whatever. But uh, obviously, you play as a, a game studio or the head of a game studio. Uh, my game studio was called We Dev Games. Ah. But, uh, you know, it, like it goes through the history of um, game development. So you can you start out developing for the uh, Intendro family computer, I guess. Uh, there's like an MSX in there as well. And you can develop <laughs> for the PC. And the more money you get and the more fame you get, the more systems come out. So uh, my favorite system, of course, was to develop for was the Neon Geon. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, the Sega, the Sega Tai Uranus. Uh, stuff like that. And it's just it's cool the way they kind of uh, they reference all the major systems like there's uh, I think Pladeon is one of them uh, obviously the Pladia mm-hmm. and there's like the Virtual Kid which your uh, secretary advises you not to make games for <laughs> <laughs> the PCFX is in there and she's wow. like your secretary is like yeah you know what um, it doesn't necessarily make games it's more like a an animated machine so if you've yeah. got good animators go make it like you know you hire different people to come in and do different jobs and stuff like that. So you hire a writer and then you get him to write your proposal and then you, you know, you've got an artist so you get those people to uh, do the graphics and so on and so forth. And there's like a little ticker down the bottom. If you can get above 50 on, say, graphics and fun and stuff, your game is going to be good. I see. And uh, you're aiming to get it above 100. And what's cool is when uh, it goes above 100, fans get really excited and start queuing up at midnight to uh, <laughs> to get your game. And when you release it, then you, it gets reviews. And if you get a game into the Hall of Fame, you can make a sequel to it. And it's all about just kind of like, it doesn't sound like fun, I'm sure, the way I'm saying it. Like, oh, make sounds music, great. Make, you make games, you make money, but it's just the graphics are very charming and the music is fun for the first two areas because you're in a little office at the beginning and then you move into a medium size and eventually, obviously, into a, a large office. I don't like the music in the large office. It's a bit kind of, it sounds like tooth pain if tooth pain was sound. <laughs> but uh, the first two areas are really, got really cool music and stuff. And but you have to go to game conventions and you know you can hire women to dress in bikinis and get yeah. people to come to your booth or you can hire a famous celebrity that's usually a robot but um, <laughs> it's, re- it's really cool and really fun and it's cheap and uh, it's got that kind of I don't know, there's a lot of charm in it. You yeah, know? yeah. I like games with a lot of graphical charm because it kind of looks 16-bitty kind of stuff as well. Right on, man. The last game I got to play was a Christmas present, and it was a Blaze Blue for the PSP. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. It's really good. I just spotted it, and I was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't even know it came out on PSP, you know. And I was broke the day I was, uh, the, the day I saw it. But thankfully, my friend who was with me just went back to the shop after I got on the bus and uh, picked it up for me. So uh, it was a nice uh, Xmas gift, you know. Right. Uh, uh, another fighting game, you know, like a. Obviously, an evolution of the Guilty Gear series or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, same developers and stuff. But uh, if you like your games to make sense, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> um, like, uh, there's a girl. Uh, she's on the cover. She looks a bit like Jill from uh, Resident Evil. I remember once I'd beaten the character. You know, usually it's like you must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance or whatever when you defeat a, a computer-controlled character. Well, this girl came up and voice came out and uh, she said uh, no you can't touch my panda 
okay, you can touch my panda if you really want to. There was no bear with her, so I'm assuming she's talking about something else. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, all the characters are weird like that. They all kind of they're kind of nonsensical. If you are someone who's not quite good at video games or fighting video games, this one kind of has got you covered because the the analog knob on the uh, PSP, if you move it up, down, left, or right, it'll do one of the super moves. You know. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, I got I got something for this game. Ready, Jill? You being the master of non sequiturs. There you go. Okay, <laughs> but uh, there's like this weird kind of story mode in it, which I figured would be a bit of dialogue before you get down to fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a slideshow, I guess you could say, where it's got like music and it explains why people are fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's beyond boring. It's just like <laughs> two minutes of a of a picture with all this text running down, and you're supposed to care, but it's just kind of like. You could have put this in the manual, you know. <laughs> Still, it's very, very neat game. And what's cool is like the the combos and stuff. If you want to, if you want to learn them, you can. But if you're just someone who doesn't want to do that and you just want to kind of get in there and fight and see if you can win, you can do that as well. Thanks to the, the simplified controls. But uh, there's a lot of neat combos and a lot of like it makes sense kind of if you're used to the standard directional control attack button kind of deal, but they kind of screw around with that as well, you know, so if you want to do a projectile or whatever, you might have to press a button first, then the direction, then the button, then the, you know, so they kind of, but it's not, it's not goofy, it works, you know. Okay. More traditional, I guess, 2D style of artwork, I guess, as well. It's traditional in the in the artwork, but it's not traditional in its content. It looks normal. It's kind of like a weird person, you know, who look who dresses quite normal and you know dresses like the way you expect a fine, upstanding citizen to dress. And then you walk up to them and they want to talk about how they like to make uh, kittens out of marshmallows and smash them with razor blades. I see. That's kind of what this game is like, you know. All right. But, you know, it's very cool. Though. I, I definitely recommend picking it up. Johnny Capcom, I certainly had an experience. An experience, an encounter, an entourage, whatever you want. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to provide it. <laughs> One day I'll figure out the name of this uh, bobble. But, uh, hey, listen, I'll talk to you on the WTGCSI. Okay, bye. Bye.